All right, this is your boy JCF of The Profits Picks, and I got a few people I wanna promote on today. Highlighting Nails by Imani. That is once again, at nailsby.ymanii in Jonesboro, Georgia, 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. Check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. She is the best nail technician inside the 285 perimeter or outside of the 285 perimeter. Once again, it is 258 South Main Street, Sweet F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She's open right now in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. It is 12 over there right now. And in this time zone, Bishop's Southern Cuisine, 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E, Houston, Texas, United States of America, Bishop Southern Cuisine at gmail.com. Once again, Bishop Southern Cuisine. Check him out even during the holidays. Shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash my last name and the word health ran by the Mrs. Heavenly Hair, as well as the online beauty boutique.com. Check her out. Check me out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at profits underscore picks is the Twitter handle. The profits picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. And I am at the profits picks at gmail.com. Arigato Joy, Arigato Joy at soundcloud.com. Check him out as well. Check us all out. We're one big happy family and get ready for the show coming up next prediction shows for this week in the NFL at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Have a great day, everybody, and stay tuned to the show coming up next. One. All right, Pittsburgh, thank you very much for the game on last night. I go to 18 and 16 overall in primetime predictions for this very rapidly approaching an end 2022 NFL season. It has been an eventful year. It has been an eventful NFL season and, uh, Seems like every NFL season, I've had to face some type of challenge that would interfere with the podcast show at some point in time. But this year, as challenging as it was, uh, I was never not in a position to get the shows recorded that I needed recorded. Unlike last year, especially during this um 
this uh, NFL regular season. And uh, yeah, with that being said, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks football podcast show. Coming to you live from the city of Houston, Prophets Picks studios forward slash media centers. And it is a cloudy day. Uh, Bipolar weather continues here in the city of Houston. Uh, Summertime has returned. (laughs) The last few days, it's supposed to get to about 80 today, but right now it's only 78. And on the year, I am 101, 74 and 1 on the season. The one uh, issue that I'm having right now is the tie that happened at the beginning of the season between Houston and Indianapolis. And I was neither right nor wrong. The team that I picked to win the football game, uh, they didn't lose it and they didn't win it. They tied. So with that being said, um, I'm 101, 74 and one on the year as it stands right now. Um, Last night was a Monday night football game. And this is week 12 Monday night football results show week 12 finale. Overall, I am five and seven on Thursday nights and Thursday nights hindered me from the very first year I started doing this podcast show. Eight and four on Sunday night football predictions. And I am now seven and six on Monday night football predictions. Once again, thank you so much, Mike Tomlin, Minka Fitzpatrick, Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback and rookie wide receiver, George Pickens, a la national champion, Georgia Bulldogs from January of 2022. Thank you, Pittsburgh Steelers, for going into Pittsburgh and doing what I expected you to do, doing what I predicted you would do, doing what I needed you to do, doing what I wanted you to do. I know that's a lot of doings in that, but they were doing a lot on last night and they got it done. Once again, this is Monday Night Football Results Show Week 12 Finale coming to you live from the Profits Picks Football Podcast Studios forward slash media centers on a warm, humid, cloudy Tuesday afternoon, first day back in the satchel, back in the cockpit of the fighter jet of the J-O-B. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful well-deserved, well-earned, all the crap I have had to deal with thus far this year. Uh, five days off. Always look forward to Thanksgiving every single year. January is going to come and it's going to hit. I pray to God that he allows me to see it. I guarantee God doggone to you. Birthday? No. Anniversary? No. Anybody else's birthday? Maybe one or two in there. I'm not going to say the names. Don't want to offend anybody for not mentioning their name. But yeah, there are a couple of birthdays I do look forward to every year. But January of this year, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving 2023. I'm sorry. You're right smack dab in the middle of the NFL football season. This year is extra special. They got the World Cup going on right now. We know that won't be going on next year because World Cup is only done every four years. You're right smack dab. Towards the ending of college football season, even though there's still another month of football in college to be played next month with the bowl weeks and all of that, you get 
Thanksgiving day off from work. You get Black Friday off from work. Hopefully the day will come in which I will be able to just go out and shop how I desire to do so for those that I desire to shop for. Um, I've been able to do it not many years throughout my life, throughout my 42 years on this earth. Um, and more importantly, my adult years, basically from, I would say, 22 up until 42. So the last 20 years, um, I've been able to do what I would say about four or five times. I was able to semi do it this past Black Friday, but not to the level that I wanted to do it. But even still, that's yet another day off. And then those Thursday and no, and that Friday every single year for Thanksgiving, it rolls on over into the weekend. And then if I'm fortunate enough, I'm able to allocate some time where I can be off on that Monday and mentally get my mind ready to get back into the cockpit of the fighter plane for work. And I love my job. I love what I do. Whoever says that you aren't supposed to love what you do and you're not supposed to love your job, um, they need to have to sit down and uh, talk with somebody that deals with um, the mind. Because, of course, during your life, you're not going to have a job every single time or career even that you like doing and that you love doing. And even when you have a job and a career that you love doing and that you enjoy doing and that you like doing. Um, There are going to be some rough patches during that career, during that job, during that time frame. So, um, yeah, I love what I do. You know, I really enjoy it. Um, And the bottom line is what I do is I surf. I surf, you know, and that's what God's plan was for me. Um, I know he has more for me, but that was a huge part of his plan for me is, um, serving. And, um, that's basically what I get paid to do. Bottom line, I get paid to serve and support. And, um, for those of you out there that don't like to serve and don't like to support, I would suggest you get out of that field right now. Cause you got to do it with a smile on your face. You have to be constantly optimistic. You have to be constantly positive. And if you're a mean, nagging, negative, the world is, and it's just all gloom and doom all the time. You don't need to be in that field. You need to get out of it ASAP and you need to find something that fits you. That is my soapbox moment for this particular results show. And that's also my preaching moment for this particular podcast show. Because it really bothers me when people are working in customer service and they don't want to serve. Why are you working in customer service if you do not want to serve? I don't get it. The majority of every single field out there, you're going to serve and support in some type of capacity. It's just how it's written out, man. It's just how it is, dude. And it goes all the way back to the Bible. Got to serve whether you want to or not at some level, some capacity. You got to serve whether you want to or not. You know, and again, if you don't want to do that, you need to get the freaking heck up out the field, period. End of discussion. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I say it every so often, you know, if we were in the military, a lot of us would not make it. A lot of us would be dishonorably discharged. And in some countries, you're shot dead because they can't allow you to just leave the military with all of the secrets and the knowledge that you get while you're there. You're shot dead or you're imprisoned, one or the other. So, um, Monday Night Football results. All right. Good afternoon, 
Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time, 12.55 p.m. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Of course, it will not be live when you listen to it. Um, Good morning. It is almost noon here. Uh, It is 11.55 a.m. Good morning. Um, And it is 10.55 a.m. Mountain. Good morning. 9.55 a.m. Pacific. Good morning. My name is James C. Forrest, and I'm going to be talking to everyone out there that will take the time out to listen to my show about the aftermath of the NFL in week 12, and most importantly, more directly, the aftermath of the Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts on last night. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Tuesday. Up until this point, this is the lunch hour here at the Province Fix Football Podcast Show. Anchorage, Alaska, what's up? Welcome back to my show, your show, our show. If you're a fan of NFL football and you like listening to somebody like me, an average Joe like yourself, just ramble on about um, meaningless football statistics and things of that nature that don't really matter at the end of the day. And Hawaii, what's up? Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui. As well as the World War II Pearl Harbor Memorial. Good morning, 7:56 a.m. There. Alrighty then, let's get right into it. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts were the final NFL game on the docket in Week 12. And not only that, these two NFL franchises—they um, are not having the seasons that they thought they were going to. Have my prediction was Pittsburgh 31, Indianapolis Colts 22, and I don't know what the freaking heck I was thinking. How many times has the Colts scored 20 points this season? I mean, that's right along the lines of how many times has the Denver Broncos scored 20 points this season? I mean, I was really being generous when I gave the Indianapolis Colts 22 points, right? I was just being super duper nice. I guess you could weave that in with what was going on at the time when I predicted that show because it was last week, middle of last week, and we were streamlining and getting closer and closer to me getting that turkey on the grill. And man, I'm telling you guys, that turkey was the absolute and total bomb. Bacon was all over the turkey. The bacon covered the turkey and it was on the grill. And uh, it was basically done on the grill, but just to be safe and be sure, we had it in the gas stove. Very, very low for a good what I was saying, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, possibly an hour. So that's probably what was going on when I gave the Indianapolis Colts 22 points. But final score was 24 to 17. Pittsburgh went into the game with a record of three and seven. They came out of it and improved to four and seven. However, the Pittsburgh Steelers are still last in the AFC North division with their four and seven record. Uh, Cleveland Browns got an upset victory this past Sunday against the Tampa Bay Succaneas in overtime final 23 to 17. So that's the reason why Pittsburgh is fourth. Cleveland won, Pittsburgh won as well, but Pittsburgh has also lost to Cleveland earlier this season on Thursday Night Football. So hope you was able to keep track of all of that just now. Also, the Indianapolis Colts on last night came into the game with a record of 3-7-1, and one, and the Indianapolis Colts, they're not last in their division. Um, the Tennessee Titans are the powerhouse in that particular 
department in that particular division of the AFC South. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you got two teams there that are four and seven and still mathematically alive, shockingly, for this upcoming January 2023 tournament, which you all will hear me mention in reference over and over and over again as we get closer and closer to the end of this year, as we get closer and closer to the month of January. The new year is upon us. It is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. Welcome to the results show for Monday Night Football Week 12 finale. All right, so Pittsburgh is 4-7. Indianapolis Colts is 4-7-1. It was a rookie quarterback with Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers versus a 15-year veteran in Matthew J. I think I've heard somebody say Matthew J. I'm just going to go with Matthew. Matthew Ryan. And from what I've seen in NFL games with Russell Wilson, I don't know why Russell Wilson is really not getting the blame he deserves. All of the blame is going on Nathaniel Hackett. Again, this is not just the Monday Night Football Week 12 results show. This is a Monday Night Football results show Week 12 finale. At 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, once again, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Prophet Picks Football Podcast Show, Monday Night Football Results Show Series, Week 12 Finale. I'm going to talk a little bit about Week 12 as well as I go through this. It is high noon here in my time zone. Still morning in the mountain, 1101 there. Montana, Big Sky, what is up? Yellowstone as well. And it is uh, 10.01 a.m. Pacific. And of course, just after 8 in Hawaii. Once again, 24-17 Pittsburgh over the Colts. My prediction was 31-22 Pittsburgh over the Colts. And Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, getting back on track here. They deserve a lot of blame for what is happening with their teams. This was the vision for Frank Reich the, head, the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and the vision for first-year head coach Paul Hackett, poor guy. The vision was, technically, if you look at what our defense has done during the first year of the pandemic in 2020 and last year as things slowly but surely got back to normal, even though COVID-19 is still here, I just had it myself this past August, we have championship defenses. This has been established. This is noticeable. We can see that. What we need is to copy the model. And that's what the NFL is. I talked about this at the very beginning of this podcast show. Not this podcast show, but the podcast in general. The existence of the podcast. Going back to the very beginning in August of 2019. The NFL is a quarterback driven league. The NFL is a copycat lead. You must copy what the previous team did the year before. If you don't copy that, it's simple. You got to be innovative and you got to have a vision. You got to have an action plan and you got to knock those tasks out. Boom, 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 one by one. And you got to take care of business. And then you got to go on the field 
once you get the pieces to the puzzle, you got to execute it. If you don't execute, then guess what? NFL stands for not for long, and it stands for no fun league when you're not winning. Because when you're not winning, you're not having fun, and you're not coaching or playing for long in it if you're not winning and having fun while winning. Now, unless you're New England, you don't have to have fun while in winning. You can just be grumpy while winning. But the point is, the blueprint since 2020, because in 2019, we all know it was Patrick Mahomes, it was the Chiefs, it was Andy Reid. You're not copying Andy Reid. You're not going and finding another Patrick Holmes II. There's only one Patrick Holmes II. And actually... We now have a third Patrick Mahomes. I'm glad I thought about that because I wanted to mention this at the top of this show. And I, of course, forgot to do it. And that was this. Congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes II and his wife, who already have a young girl. At the age of, I think the daughter is what, one and a half, two years old, maybe two and a half years old. She's been around for a minute. And that time flew by, by the way. I mean, that time really flew by, man. You really got to enjoy your kids when they're young, because if you don't, before you know it, they're going to be grown out of the house, married, starting a family of their own. So, and I'm talking from experience, but Patrick Bronze LeVon Mahomes III. So Patrick Mahomes and the Mahomes family has gotten even bigger in a good 20, 25 years from now, we may have yet another couple, not just one couple of phenom phenoms on our hands, because look at how far, and this is off topic and off subject for the show right now, but look at how far women has progressed in our country. Historically, sports-wise, we have a Madam Vice President, which is amazing. I love it. You know, my boss is a woman um, who's a, a senior VP. That's under and a joint at the hip with an owner that is a female, and she owns the company. So, you know, hey. I'm loving it. Women power. I mean, we got Serena Williams. We got Venus Williams. We got now the Williams sisters are um, retired. Finally, Um, we have, you know, Kimoko that's coming up. Hopefully I got her name right. We also have the other young African-American female tennis player. I can't think of her name right now. Women have made bold moves and they progressed greatly in this country. What is the point? Mahomes has a daughter. And no matter what she does, but I'm really thinking that she's going to be in sports some way, somehow. I just got that feeling. And if she's not, that's fine. It's her choice. It's her life. But I just got a feeling that we're not done with this Mahomes franchise yet. You know, Patrick Mahomes is still at the very beginning of his. He's a very young father. He's got a young daughter and he's got a newborn son. And with the name like Bronze... Like, this kid is going to definitely be greater than Patrick Mahomes II, if that's even possible, right? Patrick Bronze LeVon Mahomes III. 
Like, that's a great name. Great name. Um, you know, and you got to be careful what you name your children. Um, but I mean, you know, whether it was bronze, gold, or silver, for some strange reason, I like bronze better. Bronze just, it hits differently for me, right? It just hits differently. Um, all right. Getting back on track now <laughs> with the show. I just thought I would mention that. So the blueprint in the NFL in 2019 was, okay, we all got to go and get like Andy Reid. We all got to go and get a Patrick Mahomes. You can't do that. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. The second. Until his son grows up and his daughter grows up and make greater feats than he has made thus far. And he's not even done. And then the blueprint in the NFL was, okay, Tom Brady leaves New England, free agency, joins Tampa Bay, a ready-made championship defense, Super Bowl, home stadium, X marks the spot, done. Last year, trade for, not gone in free agency, but trade for Matthew Stafford from Detroit for Jared Goff and some draft picks. Jared Goff goes to Detroit. Matthew Stafford goes to Los Angeles. Rams got the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That's the blueprint now. Defense was already there. Defense was already made. Look, the Denver Broncos, and more importantly for this particular results show, the Indianapolis Colts both have championship defenses, but they do not have that quarterback. And the blueprint for the last two years in the NFL, it is absolutely and totally gone. It's abolished. We are back to quarterback win me the game don't lose me the game we have to have a running game we have to have interior offensive and defensive lines and a defense will wins championships all right All right, so the final on last night, once again, 24-17 Pittsburgh Steelers over the Indianapolis Colts. And because the blueprint for winning an NFL championship, and, you know, that was not going to last for long, right? Oh, let me trade for your franchise guy because, you know, he's middle of the road great or he was great or he's great and he's got a good two, three years left and we need him. Because we already have a championship defense, and that championship defense is going to carry us. And this franchise quarterback that used to be great for your team is going to come and he's going to be great for our team, and he's going to win us the Super Bowl this year. That blueprint is dead, it's done. Now, the only way that can change is if the Denver Broncos turn their season around and somehow, some way, they magically get mathematically. Uh, included into the postseason and they make the run that you will never ever freaking forget and win the Super Bowl in Arizona or the Indianapolis Colts does the same thing right that's the only way that's happening and I don't see any one of those scenarios working out I don't I just don't I do not see that happening number one Tennessee Titans will have to lose every single game for the remainder of the season. That's week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. In other words, the Titans will have to lose six games in a row. Indianapolis Colts would have to win 
their remaining six games in a row. And oh, yeah, by the way, what I failed to mention at the beginning of the show as well, on top of the Patrick Mahomes new newly birthed son. The bye weeks begin again this upcoming NFL week, starting with two teams in week 13 and then week 14. Ain't no room for slipping, especially for me, because if I do, it's going to mess up my overall record. Because guess what? There are going to be six teams on a bye week again in week 14. And then thank holy Christ, all of the bye weeks will finally come to an end weeks 15. And that'll be it. Week 15, 16, 17 and 18, all of the bye weeks will come to a conclusion. That means I have more podcast shows to produce and publish and more NFL action to talk about. All right, getting to the action in the game on last night. At the end of the first quarter, it was a three-zip lead for the Pittsburgh Steelers with the field goal, of course, then a 13-3 lead at the end of the second quarter. 13-3 was the total amount of points uh, scored for the Steelers in the second quarter, 13 points, making a 16-3 lead. The Colts were scrappy. They battled. They worked hard, but they just could not get everything on track until the third quarter. Colts defense, and here it is again. If we get somebody like Matt Ryan, like Russell Wilson, that should be enough to get our team to the next level because we got a defense, and the Colts have a defense. They put up 14 points in the third quarter after their halftime and in-game adjustments, and the Colts defense shut out the Pittsburgh Steelers offense in the third quarter. But the problem was this. You take a 17-16 lead, but you do not keep the Steelers at bay. And then, of course, Matt Ryan made mistakes. And it just looked like every single pass that Matt Ryan threw in that football game, not just that game, the game against the Broncos in Denver on Thursday Night Football a few months ago. It seems like every pass that Matt Ryan throws is just a very tough, difficult pass, like A 15, 25-yard pass, he literally has to put all of his strength and muster all of his might into it. And watching Russell Wilson once again this season, watching, um, in some cases, up until Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is still not on the level of these guys. These guys are done, if you ask me. I think Matt Ryan is done. Russell Wilson can probably rehab whatever it is that's going on with him in the offseason, possibly. But I think for the most part, he's done. He'll just be one of those game managers type of guys. I think Ryan is like done. I think he's done. Like done as in done after the season, no more quarterbacking. I think Russell Wilson can recover, recuperate. Aaron Rodgers is a phenom. I mean, he looked like He was slicing a hot, white hot knife through butter against the Eagles in Sunday Night Football. But the problem was he got hurt. He got an oblique injury. So, you know, that's another story for another time. But Colts defense didn't get the job done. And Matt Ryan contributed to the issues more often than not. And you don't hear him getting blamed for everything that he should be blamed for. And it's the same thing in Denver. You don't see in here um, anyone getting blamed 
in Denver with the exception of Paul Hackett. And I really think that's unfair. And the same thing in Indianapolis. And, you know, Frank Reich is no longer there. So now who are you going to blame? All right. Eight to nothing in the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Final score, Pittsburgh 24-17. Pittsburgh's go, Pittsburgh goes, excuse me, to two and four away from Amir Shore Stadium. I think that's the name of their stadium now. Um, still trying to figure out what the new name of their stadium is. And they go to four and seven once again overall on the year, as I said at the beginning of the show. Four, seven, and one. The Colts fall, and they also fall to two and four at home. And once again, the Colts, unlike the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are in second place of their division. And it's going to take a lot for the Tennessee Titans to lose six games in a row. They've already lost one now. They lost to the Cincinnati Bengals this past Sunday. And right now, Cincinnati Bengals is just the team that has their number. You know, like Titans had the Buffalo Bills number until this year on Monday Night Football. It's the same thing for Tennessee right now. Cincinnati Bengals have the Titans number. It's just something snaps in the Bengals whenever they face the Tennessee Titans the last year and a half or a couple of seasons or however you want to shimmy up the time. 34 minutes, 22 seconds time of possession for the Steelers. 25 minutes, 38 seconds time of possession for the Indianapolis Colts. 19 first downs, 11 to 19 through the air, 6 to 19 on the ground. Steelers defense made two mistakes that awarded the Colts offense two first downs. 12 third downs, three of the 12 converted. You got to get better there for starters if you are the Colts. Third downs got to get way better. Three of 12 just ain't going to cut it. And I know ain't is not proper English, but it is on my show. However, the Colts did have 62 total plays in the game, totaling 290 yards of offense. That's rushing and passing. That's got to get better as well. Both teams had 10 total drives. And of course, Pittsburgh averaged 4.8 per. And then Colts averaged 4.7 per. And look, you can see the polar opposite in the defense or in the in the game for both of these NFL franchises. And it's tricky. And this is one of the things I wanted to talk about with the results of this game. You can argue that both of these teams looked a lot like, looked a lot alike, right? Because there were times where the quarterback and the receivers for both of the teams, they weren't on the same page. There were times in a game where the quarterbacks, you know, and the receivers for both of these teams offensively during the game, they made pivotal mistakes that could have ultimately changed the ultimate trajectory and the outcome of the game for both of these teams, for both of these quarterbacks and these receivers and these offenses. But you could also see the polar opposites of both of these franchises. As much as they both look the same offensively, they both look extremely different. And here's the reason why. Indianapolis Colts offensive line banged up. We know that. Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line banged up. We know that. But what happened to that stellar, unstoppable blue wall of the Indianapolis Colts? Looked a lot like Pittsburgh's last night, right? It did. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but it did. But they got better progressively as the game went along. 
it's like Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts, gives the Indianapolis Colts offensive line as beat up and injured, as banged up as it is, that extra motivation, that extra push, that extra oomph that they need, that they don't have, that they're missing to get rushing yards on the ground for the Colts offense. And it makes sense with Jeff Saturday, the interim head coach, being a former Super Bowl champion offensive lineman, more, more in particular, a offensive center. As he used to hike the ball to um, Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. So it makes a lot of sense. But the bottom line, once again, is this. As identical as those teams looked last night, offensively, in the game, they're polar opposites of each other. Pittsburgh more than likely has found their franchise quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Not only that, they have Deontay Johnson, who was really not that old as a star wide receiver in the NFL, and he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL, if not one of the most, he is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. This guy's a true number one in any NFL offense. No matter if your offense is a pass heavy or run heavy offense. Deontay Johnson is a number one receiver. And then the Steelers in classic Steelers form this past April 2022 go and draft not only their future franchise quarterback, but Yet another number one wide receiver. That's why you had room to trade away Chase Claypool, who is another number one wide receiver that the Chicago Bears now have. The Bears. So you got George Pickens. He's a rookie. You got Kenny Pickett at quarterback. He's a rookie. You got two number one wide receivers. I don't want to ever hear anyone says... George Pickens is a number two or Deontay Johnson is a number two. I'm going to go slam off if I ever hear that. Because Pickens, Johnson, Stiller's wide receivers, jersey numbers 18 and 14. These guys are not supportive 1A or 2 wide receivers. Both of these guys are 1 and 1A. They are both number one wide receivers. They're both number ones. You got a number one as an X. You got a number one as a Y or a Z. And they're both on the edge of the football field. And they both run great routes. And George Pickens is only going to get better. And that's the difference between the Steelers and the Colts. The Colts have Matt Ryan, 14 years. I've already talked about it. Offensive line is banged up. It is beat up. The number one thing that the the, uh, Indianapolis Colts have right now is, of course, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a beast at running back. He's a beast at running back. And again, as much as I made the comparisons for these two teams, as much as I said that, you know, they both look alike, I just gave you reasons as to why they are completely and totally two different teams. They're going in two different directions. Yeah, both teams trending down this season. But while Pittsburgh has been trending down all season, let's not forget They didn't get Kenny Pickett in as a starting quarterback. And again, he's a rookie until week five. Matt Ryan started the year. And the Colts were three and three. Three, three and one, excuse me. 
They had to tie before they had a win or a loss on the year. So think about that for a minute. Let's just think about that. Let that ride out. Let it ride. As you listen to the uh, remaining portions of this results show, my hope and my prayer was to get in the Thursday night football prediction show for week 13 in during the lunch hour here at the Prophet Six Football Podcast show. But my recording device, shockingly to me, hasn't done it in days, powered off on me right in the middle of recording. And this problem, of course, started last week. As a matter of fact, it started a week ago today. And I am just absolutely over it. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, Giving you the rest of the statistics for the game on last night. Uh, the Colts had to go for it on fourth down. They went for it three times. They converted two of the three. 62 total plays in the game. Once again, I've already given you that statistic. Please forgive me. 4.8 per play for the Steelers. 4.7 per play for the Indianapolis Colts. 20 penalty yards on two penalties for the Colts. A fumble lost in the game. And an interception thrown by Matt Ryan. Time of possession, 25 minutes and 38 seconds, which is another stat I've already given you. Please forgive me for that. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 14 third downs. They converted seven. That's a good That's a good solid 50% right there. 22 first downs. Najee Harris's jersey number. He had to leave the game with a some type of an app injury. 10 of the 22 through the air, 11 of the 22 on the ground. And then there was a penalty by um, Indianapolis Colts. Uh... Defense that awarded Pittsburgh Steelers offense a first down. 67 total plays for a total of 322 total yards. That's rushing and passing, 4.8 per play. Once again, 10 total drives. And then 19 penalty, 19 penalty yards on three penalties for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the funny thing about this game last night, too, that I noticed, there weren't many penalties on in the game early on in the first half. Right. Anybody noticed that? But all of a sudden, second half, I noticed the NFL just wants to go on a penalty flurry and just start throwing penalties out the wazoo nonstop for the entirety of the second half. It's really annoying. It's really noticeable. And it really drags the momentum of a really good football game down. And I say that self critalizingly if that's even a word and the reason why is because the only reason why I honestly watched this game was because of the fact that hey you know what I want to see Jeff Saturday in action as an NFL head coach other than that I really had no reason to watch this game I had plenty of NFL games recorded from previous weeks that I in all intensive purposes would have preferred to watch other than this game. But then I saw George Pickens get busy and get lit, catching passes that he shouldn't have caught. And I remembered, okay, this is yet another reason why I wanted to watch this game. So I was completely and totally tuned in. And it ended up being a great football game, but the officials, as they always do, want to make the game about them and want to start calling stuff that shouldn't be called and stuff that wasn't even there to be called. And anyways... Matt Ryan, 22 for 34, 199 yards passing, 5.9 per, 
Touchdown pass, interception thrown. He was sacked three times for a loss of 19 yards. A quarterback rating of 32. Overall rating was 77.9. This is obviously the worst NFL season as a franchise quarterback in Matt Ryan's career. Period. In the discussion. Um, and that's not even including the fact that his first year as a rookie, full-time starter. Right? I mean, this has got to be his worst season as a starting franchise quarterback. Period. I mean, he was benched. Go back in the annals of Matt Ryan's career to see how many times he was sitting on the bench with the exception of him being injured. Jonathan Taylor was marvelous as he was given the opportunities to be marvelous on last night for the Colts. 20 carries, 86 total yards, 4.3 was the average per and the rushing touchdown as a team, 25 carries, 110 rushing yards, 4.4 per and a rushing touchdown. Once again, Jonathan Taylor, once again, Ryan threw an interception as well as a touchdown pass. Jonathan Taylor also caught the football three times on 12, I mean, for 12 yards. The uh, rookie tight end Jelani Woods from Virginia, uh, he had eight receptions last night, 98 receiving yards, averaging 12.3 per. And then Michael Pittman Jr., he had seven catches for 61 yards and a receiving touchdown as well. Indianapolis Colts tight ends, fullbacks, H-backs, running backs, as well as the uh, wide receivers in the game. Um, had a total of 22 receptions, 199 receiving yards, averaged nine yards per carry, and of course, the touchdown for wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. All right. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Benny Snell Jr., 12 carries, 62 yards, a rushing touchdown. Najee Harris, 10 for 35. He also had a rushing touchdown. He left the game early with the injury. Uh, the team, um, as a whole, 36 carries, 172 rushing yards, 4.8 was the average per carry. Two rushing touchdowns once again. There was a Benny Snell Jr. sighting last night. That was a little bit shocking uh, for the Steelers. But hey, got to go to the guy that you got to go to, right? And he's still on the roster. And there were times where I didn't even realize during the game last night that he was still on uh, the roster. The only reason I knew was because I went and looked at the roster to know that he was on the roster. All right. What's next for this result show and what's next is this Kenny Pickett 20 for 28 only eight incompletions for the rookie quarterback last night 174 yards passing he averaged 6.2 per no touchdown passes which was kind of amazing to see that he didn't get any touchdown passes not that he wasn't able to do so opportunities was there um just didn't end up in the end zone uh he was sacked three times for a colossal loss of 23 yards in sack yardage. Quarterback rating was 62.7, overall rating of 87.5. Um, the receivers for the Steelers, not a lot going on there. It was a pretty good rushing attack. Again, Steelers had 172 yards rushing as a team. They also had 174 passing as a team as well. Um, actually, 151. There was a loss of 23 yards in those three sacks for uh, Kenny Pickett. 
looking pretty good from the University of Pitt. George Pickens, three receptions, 57 yards, averaging 19 per once again. No touchdown passes. Therefore, there could have been no touchdown receptions for the Steelers receivers, H-backs, tight ends, fullbacks, or running backs. Excuse me, on last night, Matt Ryan fumbled twice. He lost one. Jelani Woods fumbled as well on last night. Will Fries, the offensive lineman, recovered one of those three fumbles on last night. Or should I say... Yeah, one of those three fumbles on last night. Uh, Chris Wormley, the defensive lineman for the Steelers, recovered uh, one of those fumbles. Uh, I believe it was either one of Matt Ryan's or Jelani Woods' fumble. But anyways, there were three total on last night. Zaire Franklin in for the gone for the season. That's another reason why the Indianapolis Colts having the issues that they're having. Um, Zaire Franklin in for the rest of the year, 11 total tackles, five solo. Uh, he's in for Shaquille Leonard. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, uh, one of the best linebackers in all of the NFL. Quite frankly, he's in the top three um, in my book, uh, if not top five for sure. Um, but he's on injury reserve this year. Um, these guys are human. They do get injured. They do get hurt. And they end up not being able to uh, continue on. Uh, for the entirety of NFL season. Uh, they're fortunate if they are, though. It's a very long, grueling season gauntlet. Uh, Kenny Moore the second. Ten total tackles, seven solo, a pass defense. And then Stephon Gilmore, seven total tackles, four solo. And uh, he continues to, uh, he continues to uh, perform for all of those that said he was done once New England let him go. 79 total tackles in the game. 50 solo, three sacks for the Indianapolis Colts defense as a team. Six tackles for a loss. They hit Kenny Pickett, the rookie, three times, and they knocked down three of his attempted passes. Once again, Kenny Pickett was, though, 20 for 28. Arthur Mollett, or Mollett, 10 total tackles, five solo, a sack, a tackle for a loss, a quarterback hit, and then Devin Bush, eight total tackles, two solo, a pass defense as well. Uh, total tackles for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense last night, 73 total team tackles, 38 solo tackles, three sacks in the game, two tackles for a loss, p- five pass defense, and eight quarterback hits on your boy, Matt Ryan. One P- James Pierre, excuse me, not one Pierre, James Pierre, I'm thinking about baseball, had an uh, interception in the game, and it was a spectacular highlight reel interception. And as I end this show, I don't normally give special teams kickoff return and punt return statistics. But if Dallas Flowers doesn't have an 89-yard punt return in the game last night or kickoff, whichever one it was, I think it was a punt return. Indianapolis Colts never get a fire lit under their behinds. They never get sparked. That's why you often hear NFL players and more so NFL coaches than anything say that it is a three-dimensional football team, right? You got offense, you got defense, and you got special teams. Well, what do you do when your offense and your defense just has no life? They have no rhythm. They don't have a spark about them. What do you do? Well, Somebody's got to spark the rest of the team. Somebody has to set the rest of the team slam off. And in this case on last night, it was Dallas Flowers 
with that punt return. Speedy guy, spectacular. And I think it was a kick return. He came flying out of the back of the end zone. I think it was a kick return. Isaiah Rogers himself, he had three great returns. I mean, the returns teams in general last night for the Indianapolis Colts totaled on just five returns, 225 total yards in kickoff and punt returns combined. Dallas Flowers, two for 118. He averaged 59 per. And then Isaiah Rogers Sr., three returns, 107 total yards for him. He averaged 35.7 per. Just amazing in the return area. Guess what? My time is up. The show ends right here, right now. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I'm not going anywhere for long, though. I will be back this afternoon. Two teams on a bye. Week 13. And those two teams will be the New Orleans Saints. Beg your pardon. Will be the Arizona Cardinals. Excuse me. And the Carolina Panthers, two teams that faced off earlier this season. Once again, on the year, I am 101, 74, and 1 on the year. And I am 18 and 16 in prime time. This is the Monday Night Football Results Show, 7 and 6 on Monday nights. And I had a pretty good weekend in the NFL. I went. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I went 10 and 6 in week 12. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and quite frankly, that's as good as it's going to get. Everybody stay safe out there. My prediction, Pittsburgh 31, Indianapolis 22. The actual final score was Pittsburgh 24 and Indianapolis 17. I was, in fact, right. Everybody stay safe out there. Prophets Picks lunch hour is over on a Tuesday afternoon, November 29, 2022. One.